Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I can't believe they came back. Uh, we're here today with Connected by Water podcast presented by Joey Cardi, Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Fueled by Papa's Pilar Rum. I'm your host, Dennis Friel. Thank you for the advice. All right. And I'm here again with uh, part two of our maestros here, Captain George Pavaromo and uh, Paul Castronovo, the great. And we have... I, actually, it says it on my business card. Right. The great. The great. Right. Yeah. Right. So we have... Uh, That's right. Didn't we do this like a, one, a month ago, I had, right? I, yeah. I'm surprised that they it's invited like us two. back. Me too. <laughs> the ratings must have been good. <laughs> <laughs> so we're adding a layer to the show today. For the first time ever in the history of the show, we have our guest bartender, which, drumroll please... Marcy Mock. Yes. How are there you? you go. I'm great. I'm ready. Y'all ready? ready? Yeah, we are ready. Yeah. Should I start pouring? Why don't we Absolutely. do this at night? Like I on, know. A, on oh, a Friday. Wait, this no, is you're on complaining. You? I told you the last meeting. I like he's starting at, at five. He used to do this thing <laughs> at, at 10 in the morning. But it's freaking Monday. Major but change last for time him. you asked me to start earlier. I understand, but it's Monday. If I start drinking on a Monday at three o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. where's my week going you're, from there? Your week's We like to start it up. Right exactly. Lucky didn't know when he had these at 10 in the morning. But, but by the way, if you said, hey, we're going to do this on a Friday night at 5 o'clock, I think we'd have some laughs, and then we'd end up at Cafe Max down the street for dinner. And I might even pick up the tab. Well, are, are you good with that, John? Friday night at 5 o'clock? It would never right? end. Yeah. This would well, be like an ongoing yeah, 24-hour marathon. That's a good point, yeah. We, it's a, that's your call. We can do that. The next one. Next one. All right. Friday night at 5 o'clock. <laughs> All I hear is ice being put into cups. Turn off your mic. That's hilarious. That sounds like a 427 Ford running on low octane fuel. <laughs> you guys, let's, can we talk about fuel for a second? Please. So, since gotta, there's no real formal start of this thing. None whatsoever. <laughs> I, burned, I burned all of it on Saturday. Looking um, for fish. Yeah, I, I was talking to, yeah, you guys know Bryce from Blue Moon? Anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So he's like, dude, 
You got to go up to the Juno Ledge. There's big fish up there. My son comes home from college. He's got six fraternity brothers. By the way, I made them all get tested before they came to my house. God knows what these guys got. Right. <laughs> Not COVID tested, STDs. <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I, uh, uh, I'm like, uh, and the pressure's on. So my son, AJ, he's a big fisherman and myself. We're like, all right, we're going to run to the Juno Ledge. And, you know, unfortunately, it started blowing a little bit Saturday. So we started working our way north and we, we came out. The water was beautiful right in front of Boca Inlet. We did a quick drift, caught a kingfish. All right, you know, then fished a little while, nothing. We started moving north. Martini glass, a little further north, Point Inlet. Now, before I knew it, we were north of the breakers, and it was just awesome. Yeah. Benitas, two kingfish, and about 10 cutoffs. Now, the kids are from out of town. They were having a good old time catching mm-hmm. bananas right. and stuff, but I keep waiting for the spring to start. Any right. day. Right. And he, that's, what, that's what someone said to me yesterday. They go, any day now. I'm like, See, well, the trick to this whole thing is you don't want to be in a position where you yeah, hear thank you, all these big kings are being caught. That's like yesterday's headlines. You want to be out there when all the headlines are being made and making the headlines. Uh-huh. Problem is, well, when, you're, you. when you're a week, you're Marcy, what do we, what do we have in Don't here? forget to have one yourself. <laughs> We're what do doing we have? well since we don't have any lines. It is not a Cuba Libre. Yeah. So no okay. Cuba Libre for you guys, but it is oh, a straight up Roman We're going without so the citrus. Heavy pour. Very nice. <laughs> Monday. Awesome. Special Monday heavy pour. Yeah, Thank you very much. The problem is when you're a fisherman and a weekend warrior at day job, you, you don't get to go out all the time. You know, <laughs> so I do like the spring because those tunas show up late in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. One of the things I'm famous for is going out four o'clock, coming back by seven, seven thirty, a couple of tunas, you're down at thirty. You don't the late bite's my favorite time to fish. Oh, yeah. Yep. Dennis Forgione once told me, he said, I don't know why they have these fishing tournaments that start at eight AM lines in and lines out at three. Those are the worst hours. He goes, You should do a fishing tournament that starts at five AM and then to eight, and then we all go back in and take naps and then fish the end of the day. That was not a bad idea because that's when the you know, that's sure. Anyway, yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm I had a really good weekend, though. I had actually a very special experience this weekend. So, um, Mike Lamb, owner of the Island Rover, the the, the '68 Merit that yeah. was just purchased, right? Um, you know, he's he's a friend and, and and a client here at the studio. He calls me up and he says, "You know, Dennis, we're gonna have a boys' trip today or tomorrow." And he goes, "He goes, I'm bringing my son. Uh, Roy Merritt's gonna bring his grandson. Art's gonna captain." And uh, he goes, we'd like you to come bring your son. We got a couple of my buddies bringing their sons. So we had basically a father son day. Nothing like it. My kid's seven. His kid's 10. Like these are like little kids. And what day is this? This is Saturday. I'm dying to know how much they caught compared to what well, we caught. Well, we put we only put one kite up because we got a bunch of you know, yeah. little kids and everything like that, and we just caught some couple bonita and stuff like that. So we pulled down the kite and we ran to a wreck, and we just had snappers and triggers just biting for the kids to just how deep a wreck. Up. It wasn't that deep at all. I think it was only about 80, 80 to one hundred oh, foot okay. wreck. Yeah, and um, anchored. But, uh no, drifting. Art's just drifting us around, keeping us on top of the the wreck the whole time and you know and we're just you know laying flat you know mm-hmm. from the bonita that we caught we just stripped it up and just you know put the hooks back well no it's good to know that art also struggled saturday because yeah. you know all you want to hear is because i started looking online on instagram and all these all the local boats i'm like okay no nah, nobody caught fish and then yesterday it was, was a slow day yesterday was a full moon mm-hmm. and i don't know what it is about the full moon this is a good question ask george I, I you know my whole life when we don't catch fish i blame the full moon sure except the mutton who tend to bite on the moon. Mm-hmm. But what is the reason? Well, it, it goes back. You just hear the conversations that go, <clears throat> that go way back that, well, it's bright at night. They feed more at night versus the daytime. But 
you know, you look at the leading up to it, you look at like right after too, you still have the periods of brightness and it might have something to do with it as well. But, uh, you know, I would just look more towards like the, when the moon is directly over, directly under those little solar type periods throughout the day to try to time your bites on that. Be do you, you tape your be. TV show during a full moon ever? Uh, yes, because of, we have such a schedule and so many shows to get mm-hmm. in that you really can't sit and pick the perfect scenarios because too many shows, you might get blown out of one show. you got to make it up somewhere else. So in a lot of cases, you have to take what you could get. And uh, the, the show that we caught the biggest Wahoo, the 143-pound, six-ounce Wahoo. Like I said, mm-hmm. we're keeping score. talking about it again. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that six That's ounces like me in. with my name dropping. That was caught on the full moon. <laughs> oh, it was. Well, but the Wahoo bite is. The, on, the, on the full. Yeah. full. Yeah. And then also, it was, speaking of Pompous Pilar, it was <clears> not last <throat> season, the season before, they had asked me to take a group of their representatives out fishing. So we had a meet at Hallover. And this was uh, this time of the year, mm-hmm. and it was around the full moon. So we go up. We put uh, actually we started to run out and look for dolphin first, the early arrivals. And it was just terrible water, terrible conditions. We had one small dolphin. So I said, let's go back in. We have goggles. We got pilchers. Let's put the kites up because the water was so terribly ugly, all the way out offshore. So I said, let's go dirty water work structure. So we set up a drift. Fishing kite goes up. And we just got the third bait off the one kite, had the flat lines out, and we were doing something. We weren't paying attention, but the, the close goggle eye rod, boom, gets hit off the kite. The rod bends, so we give it to one of the, unfortunately, gave it to the right person in that Pilar team. And he hooks up. It's going straight down. So, hey, we got a blackfin. Or let's have fun with a blackfin. Then the blackfin starts moving around the back of the boat and starts, you know, heading towards the east. It's all right. And then all of a sudden, that reel, just start smoking up comes a blue marlin oh god so a 20 wow. pound test uh pen so i said told my buddy carl start getting those lines move the kites we're gonna run we're gonna get this fish let's just charge after them we, we could get to the leader we had a 40 pound fluorocarbon leader oh my goodness chased the fish down and actually got them on the actual leader twice it was about 100 maybe 130 pound blue marlin that had eaten and got the release on that fish so we go set up again and put the kites up. And no sooner we got the second bait in, sailfish eats it. Mm-hmm. So we release the sailfish. How deep of water? It, uh, the blue was hooked in uh, 320 oh, feet wow. of water. Oh, so you were out there. And the sail was also hooked around at 300 because we were setting our drift up to go. We had like an east wind right. from offshore to inshore. So we scored a blue marlin and a sailfish off Miami, believe it or not, live baiting on the full moon. Basically, this this time of the year. My theory wow. has just been shot all in. Yeah, hell. right. <laughs> so it's interesting though because while we were struggling, and all of my all the guys that were kite fishing were struggling. Uh, even Bobby Boyle, I was calling him, and he, it was the guys that were planer fishing were catching fish. This is the latest in Pompano Lighthouse Point Boca area, Fort Lauderdale. The planer guys are putting a lot of fish in the box. I don't know if we're getting better. If they're getting better well, at it, you're covering more ground. There's there's part of the problem is that we all seem to get in in this groove or a rut to go after certain species of fish so this time of year you're staying in close to your sails for the big kings and and, and the black fins so when when you're working at strategy you know you, you tend to just beat it out and if you had the flexibility or if more people figure okay well the conditions aren't right for this let's wait till late afternoon like you talked about 
let's go ahead and make that run way offshore. Let's try to pick up a piece of floating debris. Let's get on a weed line and go more on a troll. I've always said that trolling around this area has become a lost art compared to what it used to be. So many people are ingrained now with the live baiting and doing this and working that swath where live baiting is most productive. 120 to like 250 they, to 100. They, yeah. they, they've gotten away from the trolling. <clears throat> and when you're on the troll, you could look out or seek out better conditions. And when those baits go out, there's no telling what you're going to get from a dolphin to a marlin. I've to caught a some tuna. of my biggest dolphin of my life on the troll. Oh, like same here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, I think people need to sort of break that stereotype, get a little more flexible and have like two distinct plans. Mm-hmm. If it's not happening in the first couple drifts in the morning, and the conditions permit you to do the long run and run and gun and look for things, get out there and then get yeah. on the troll. I usually don't start my, my offshore run and gun stuff till a little later on. Are they, aren't, cause I always, I think the big dolphin tend to be inshore this oh, yeah, time of year. Sometimes you wait for, well, it's, it's again, it's it, traditionally speaking, if you get a hard east wind and where that stream is moving in, yes, they tend to migrate and be closer in, but you're still like find a big, pallet or something offshore or a nice weed line it's gonna that hold. has to fish over there too and if you wait till too late you gamble there somebody else could have been on those fish beat them up already and you know that dolphin if you're committed to that that's always in my opinion been a very super early thing and trying to beat most of the boats out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get where you need to go one of the unique things too and about the our guest bartender over there too i wanted to bring <laughs> she adds another element to all this too because she's a free diver Right. Yes. I am. For, for, I am. So, free diving and spearfishing. So what's your process for actually finding fish? If I can get out, mm-hmm. that's me finding fish. That's pretty much it. So are you are you looking for fish on the troll or are you just like oh, diving like diving, free diving spots that are marked? Stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't you don't do any trolling when you're free diving. You're usually in the water. But so you're not going for pelagics really. You're going for more like yeah, reef fish. Yeah, more reef fish and okay. stuff like but that. But spear fishing is cheating. We've had this discussion many times and, and he does not Please like do. us. Yeah, because we can actually go down where the fish are. So he thinks that's completely. That's okay. of, you know. so, but so he doesn't understand that holding your breath for more than, you know, a minute and trying to hunt down there is not exactly the easiest. No, thing I'm, I'm also with you do. on that. I'm a big yeah. fan of spear fishing. And, and, and it's really hard. Uh, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I get down to like 30 feet, but. The fish are at 50. Exactly. I prefer to look at fish at 30 feet on my sim rep machine. You know, you, <laughs> you've, stuff <laughs> you've seen what's down there. You don't want to get in no, the water with it. I've seen too many. Well, yeah. we got a lot of, especially now with the things. sharks, the shark situation oh, yeah. now is so thick now. Yeah, I mean, are you running into problems with that right now? I've never run into any problems with the sharks, but you do Boy, see them. You just got, have to be very, very vigilant and keep keep your head on a swivel. I will and show you my son's flipper. Let me say this: Dive with a buddy. Yeah, really. Right. Never, ever, ever dive by yourself. True. Well, my, my extremely, kid, extremely. My kid important. and his buddy were we're diving, and we were sitting on the boat. My buddy and I were letting the kids, and I hear dad, and they motor back to the boat. Comes back in, he pulls his flipper off. He's got teeth marks <gasps> in it, and they were kicking him. That's trying, close. It was, it was wow. following him. It was like, Who is this? Uh, Bimini four years ago. Wow. Yeah. Bimini. That's, yeah, that's in, like, in Bimini is where you really find a lot of the bull sharks and stuff like that. Once not, you start, not like, a fan of those. Yeah, no. once you start having blood in the water, you really have to be careful because yeah, they, right. they will like, show up. When we dive the gingerbread grounds, um, you know, we'll get out in that neck of the woods. It's great because it's shallow and it's beautiful. That's loaded with sharks. Yeah. Well, so as soon as we spear a fish, we pick up and we move like 100 yards down the reef. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, speaking of a story that's offshore, uh, my good f- friend, the fish partner, Carl Grassy, who one day will bring him in. He's got some intriguing fishing stories. He'll be, mm-hmm. he'll be 
your first guest when I'm guest number seven, my seventh appearance. (laughs) (laughs) But he, um, last summer, had his daughter and some friends out, and they were running a gun for Dolphin. He said, Mm -hmm. I'm way out there in the blue. And my daughter says, Dad, shut down. I just want to go ahead and just cool off. And so he stops the boat. He said, I'd no sooner hold my boat in a neutral. There's not fishing. They were running. She jumps over to cool off, and he looks, and he said it wasn't more than 15 seconds, 20 seconds later, he sees a big shadow coming up underneath her, and he's oh. screaming, get to the boat, get to the boat. Jeez. And she's looking, and it was a big shark. It actually brushed up against her, and he got oh. her into the boat. Wow. He said, what are the odds? That oh, he goodness. stopped right there, and there was a shark and he said, I, he said, I wasn't on the reef. He said, I, I, I was out 10, 12 miles. You're, you're, yeah. and, and it just pulled the boat back. He said, it was like something was in the air. I heard that boat shut down and gravitated to it. So it's a big shark, and he said, I, you know, that's right, a heck he of a story he told. I almost forgot one thing really quick. Uh-huh. Like, um, are you guys comfortable? You, you guys are comfortable. I'm always comfortable. Yeah. Well, are you going to make us uncomfortable? No, I, I don't like that demonic look. I got a present. I got, a, got a demonic yeah, look. Yeah, I, I, I got it. Hold on. I, I almost forgot one thing. I, I, I brought it. A present? Oh, he's going to give me that Marlon paint. That's amazing. Thank you so much. No, he's going to start you the tarp. Uh, well, I'm more of an offshore guy. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, Marcy. Hey, Marcy, I didn't mean to be rude, but you ruined my... I like Papa's on the rocks. Uh, Coca-Cola, God bless you. I will will hook you up. I will hook you up. Why? Why? I don't understand. Why did you bring me my shower chair? I just learned about this. He told me the story. Did you know about Paul's shower chair? And I said, no, I don't like to get that personal. Paul, do you like the dark or the margarita? It doesn't matter. The dark's fine. The dark? Yeah. All right, um, I got you. Oh, there goes your I, I just right? figured if you didn't like that chair, I know you prefer these clear ones. And, and what I, an I, asshole. I, uh, <laughs> that's hysterical. I would just bring, the, I just just was thinking of you. All right, that's can all. I at least tell the backstory here? Yes, please do. Okay. <laughs> so my wife had like an arthroscopic knee thing done. And she was, you know, for a, for a, for a few days, she was, you know, laid up. And she's like, she needs a shower. And she, I go, why don't I put a little chair in the shower for you so you can? Oh, there you go. That's, that's better. The one. T- please take the Coca Cola. I, I don't you know what. I'm just gonna do <laughs> sugar. Solid <It's all laughs> deal. Solid. So like mine on ice too. Oh, uh, that'll help me I later. Just, I just want you to, you know. So I'm glad I'm not the only one with the plastic you, uh, ghost. What's it called? Lewis ghost chair? I really don't. I put it's worth 400 yeah. bucks. It almost looks it really? like that glass uh, slipper in Cinderella a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> so I put the chair in the shower. Uh, for my wife to take a shower with, in that way, you know, whatever. Cups? So then I took like a picture. The pic- Pablo Pilar cups? <laughs> Is she mic'd? Yeah, oh. she's mic'd. Does she not know she's mic'd? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. It's all good. So where was I? We run a tight operation right now, Paul. You're coming back from your, like, your seventh interruption. But yeah, go ahead. Anyway, I, so I took a picture of it, and I... I showed, I posted it on, I said, ah, I think I'm up to onto something here. It's the most relaxing shower I've ever had as a joke. And now the internet blows up. <laughs> Castro is like a 90 year old man who needs a freaking shower chair. And this is the actual chair. I feel vindicated that I'm not the only person that likes a good, clear acrylic chair. So full disclosure, um, I put out on Facebook, I'm like, I need a plastic chair for this episode. And my buddy, oh. Red Clark, I have to give Red Clark full, full, full credit. He goes, I got one. And he said, I'll, I'll stop by the store. <laughs> Coincidentally, brings the same exact chair. I kid you not. It's missing one thing. What's that? A gimbal. 
<laughs> or my see I, when you think about it, if someone's showering in a chair that's clear mm-hmm. the view underneath is interesting right right you came on the wrong day oh, are you did you transfer out too I was always yeah, like you I, I drink bipolar on ice yeah yeah I don't like mixing it with Coca-Cola because I can't sleep at night yeah Oh, God. Salute. Thank Salute. you for that. That's really funny. Yeah, I figured, you know, I just want to make sure you feel at home here. I'll go here. for a 20-mile bike ride in about uh, two hours. I was about to say, uh, this you're going to see good. this bike going like this all over the place. Just a little bit. doesn't hurt. No. You know? I did a little day drinking over the weekend. Um, really? In that my having my kid back and my wife and I were just hanging out poolside after we fished. And, boy, I tell you what, I made a big old Papa's with a little um, coconut water. Because I needed to hydrate, of course. And I put in a, like a Yeti tumbler, and I got on the raft in the pool, and I fell asleep. <laughs> and it was like, the, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, in I, the pool? In the pool, in on the, the raft. It, oh, yeah, I was um, yeah. cooked. But it was awesome. I haven't done that in years. It was great. I mean, but then you have to take a nap, and then you're all screwed up. Because day drinking, I unless you keep going, mm-hmm. There's like there's a there's a, fi- a fine line. Like if you if you day drink starting like someone said to me recently, if if you well how do they phrase it? Because they open up a beer at seven o'clock in the morning on the boat. I go, God, that's early for a beer. And then he goes, Well, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Oh, or, or it's a light drinker. You start drinking as soon as it gets lighter. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. But anyway, I you know and when we go to Italy and Europe and stuff, we like to start drinking early on. Like with Aperol spritzes. We're not going to get in this Italy-Sicily comparison again. Are did we, we do that the already? Show? We did the last show. Uh, we already no, had sorry. that one. There. And, then, and then, anyway, so and then it comes like 4 o'clock. George told me after you left that he won the argument. He probably did. I know I did. <laughs> then at like 4 in the afternoon, if you've been drinking since 11 or 12, it's, it's like either you nap or you pow- or else you're done for the night. Yeah, you yeah. Keep- so what Anthony Bruno from Anthony's Runway 84 and Cold Fire Pizza says is, you do a shot of a double espresso at about four or five o'clock in the afternoon, and that takes you through so you can start the wine and keep it going till at least eleven o'clock. I don't think and my stomach could be able to handle that. Give you a heart attack. And yeah. Then you drink grappa. <laughs> then you drink grappa at the end of the night, and then grappa you at the end. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, a little aperitif after dinner, and then you wake up the next day going, "Why did I do that?" Right. And, and this one over here, the Cubans over here, like you guys are a bunch of lightweights. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I yep. have a, I have a comedian, Dom Herrera, once told me. He goes, I thought I had a drinking problem until I went to Ireland. He's like, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And he's like, I got to go back to the hotel. Keep drinking, you pussy. Yeah. I'm like, it's 2 a.m. Did you have a good St. Patty's Day, by the way? Did you do anything? No, no, no. no you didn't no, do anything. No, no. How about yeah. you? Yeah, well, we, had, I mean, we, we were here. You know, we, but, yeah, we, okay. but we had our grand opening, you know, which was fun. You know, did you get a nice crowd? We had a lot of people. Spent a lot, did they spend a lot of money? We, we did very well that day. Yes, we did. Did you sell artwork? I mean, did people come in and buy a beautiful painting? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, Good. absolutely. No, we sold a lot of artwork that day. We sold a lot of everything in it that he does is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So we're still trying to replenish our stock after that. So we, no, we did, we did great. So I, what are you in the back room like? I tell you, I'll be honest with you though. Like we had so many people here, and it was so good. Like people I haven't seen for years had like my high school, one of my teachers from high school oh, showed that's up, cool. and he shows up, and I. Now <laughs> let me. Backstory, this is a very much a Mr. Holland's Opus kind of story, right, with this guy. I don't know if you've ever heard of Mr. Kubis. No. You're familiar with Gibbons. All right. So anyway, so Mr. Kubis is one of those teachers that inspires his students to go on and do great things. Everyone, He's well known for this, right? But he always wanted to work for Disney. That was like his big mm-hmm. thing. 
And he was just, he wanted to be an Imagineer and he's just never able to make it happen. He applied for years and just never, he even worked at the Disney store part-time to figure he might be able to get in through a back door. Never happened, right? He saw me, he always wanted me to work for Disney. Wasn't in the cards for me. It wasn't really my thing. I always wanted to. I just wanted to, I just always wanted to paint fish, you know? But before I graduated high school, one of my college entry portfolio pieces was a picture of my hands painting or drawing Mickey Mouse, right? And and I used it as my portfolio piece, and I gave it to him before I graduated as a gift. He comes walking in with that at picture. our grand opening with that picture framed in wow. matted. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Look so what I kept after all these years. No, he goes, he look kept, what I have. Wow, and he wanted show to tell. show it to me. Yeah. That's, that's so and this, is, this is a story. mountain of a man. He's huge. Like he's like you guys put together. Like he's like. What is he suggesting? Yeah. <laughs> he's a very very large man. <laughs> well, I don't, anyway, I don't know what he means by that. I kind of teared. I kind of teared up a little bit when yeah. when he walked in the door. You know, it was well, really well, really you, great you, moment. You think about really, I guess how you progressed throughout your career, and that you had somebody like him that actually followed it and actually saw this whole yeah. transition. I haven't seen him in twenty it, years. That's that's pretty. Yeah, it was a moment, man. I, I it was a great, moment. great teacher story. So, yeah, I was an artist growing up as well. And um, really, yeah, I almost I went to this. the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale. I'm a cartoonist. Get out of uh, here! I want Whenever you awards with my cartoons, yeah, what? yeah, yeah, I have. Um, Why am I just finding out about because this? Because I chose to go into radio and not art. I'm sitting here waiting for the punchline. <laughs> no, it's, it's all very I true. I've got to see the results of this. Hey, wait, I'll send you so much yeah, stuff. Yeah, please do. Um, <laughs> so I remember in, in my eighth grade art class uh, at Lake Worth Junior High, Clarence Mazzell was the teacher. And he was an inspirational teacher. Like, it's nice to have those guys. And we used to argue about the radio. And we were little kids. And we were like, we want the top 40, you know. And he, wa- he always played WSHE Radio, the cool rock station. And we hated it. <laughs> and he said in that class, and I'll never forget it. He said, you guys might hate this music now, but someday you're going to thank me for playing this. Fast forward about 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm doing an afternoon show on WSHE radio and I'm answering the request lines. And I go, Hey, she, you're on the air. And he goes, this is Paul Castronovo. I go, yeah. He goes, it's Clarence Mazzell, your old art teacher. Oh. Do you remember the day that I told you that? Some- I got goosebumps thinking about it. Wow. Yeah. And uh, years later. So he was right. That's great. Wow. That's great. Right. You know, it, it's really so great when you can, when the people that laid that foundation and you, you really kind of come back full circle and remind you, hey, mm-hmm. remember that? that that's- but I didn't know what to do with, with my art. And I remember in my senior year in high school, I was really getting good and I was really into it a little bit. And- I said, I want to go to the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale. I want to become an artist. And my father was like, what are you going to do? Draw furniture for modern age uh, in in (laughs) newspapers? And there was no money in it. So we went down to the Art Institute. Now, at that time, uh, I graduated high school in 78. And I'm sure you did too, somewhere in there. 76. I <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, so the artist, uh, <laughs> the artist, uh, or, or did he? The art institute was right uh, above the button on the beach in Fort Lauderdale, oh. which oh was gosh, the, the, button the south. heart, not the button oh. south. Oh, the button on the beach. It was before the button south, and they had. Wow, it was a raucous. It was spring break. My parents, God bless them, they didn't drink. So we get down there, and it's like, as soon as I go, I think it's in this building, and the door to the button south opens up. Someone gets punched in the face. Bodies are flying, beer, and I'm like, yeah. And then my dad goes, get in the car. We drove back in. You're going to a real college. I ended up at UF and studying broadcasting, which 
I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live, but they didn't offer that class, so I ended up doing what I do. But I always wanted to do art. Disney was a fascination of mm-hmm. mine. I thought I want to be an Imagineer. I, I just yep. don't know what kind of money those guys that, made. That was, you know, when I went, I went to Ringling, uh, which is in oh, Sarasota. Hell yes. Yeah, which is which is a, a direct path to Disney. Yeah, it, going to that school. Um, so I had that laid out in front of me if I wanted to go there and, and work for Disney and do that and everything. I really just chose not to. Do you have Disney Plus? Yes. Because uh, there's some really neat animation stuff. Well, a thousand percent. I, 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 I am infatuated okay. with imagination. Uh, with, I'm going to jump animation. in here, too, I love Disney and everything. Paul doesn't know this, but it's a Dennis a Friel story that I had learned. Uh, it might have been my second or third visit, fourth visit you know, mm-hmm. over here, that he is actually an artist for the U.S. Mint, that I yes. never knew that, that wow. on money. Mm-hmm. That he yes, so we're printing our own money now. No, uh, yes, we are. We are. <laughs> we'll talk after great. the show. We'll talk after the show, Marzi. Wow. I showed up yeah. with, with bags wink, wink, nudge, nudge. of one dollar <laughs> bills, asking if he could change the denomination <laughs> on them, and I, I haven't pushed it over the edge yet. Yeah, but, but we don't work in paper; we work in coins. Yeah. You yeah. Met, so well, he, I mean, how often do they come up with a new coin? A lot more than you think. So not only are we responsible for doing currency, we're, you know, there's limited edition dollar coins, there's congressional medals of honor and anything that runs through the United States treasury, um, presidential medals of honor, you know, any, anytime. But you know, you're involved in all those designs. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it, a, that's, that's um, what really um, one, wow. impressed one of 27 me artists in Dennis. the country that, that work on these projects. That, that's amazing. That's really yeah. cool. Is it, are you on Wikipedia for that? Uh, <laughs> no. Actually, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm so limited as to what I can actually even say about it. Like, uh, I probably can't even talk more about it than what we're already talking about right now. We're all going to get very, picked off very, now. Uh, yeah, it's very... Yeah. It's like, I got a buddy who's a writer. You, you I might can't be hosting post- this podcast next month when he's yeah, gone right. and pissing. Right. My buddy Brad Meltzer, who's a writer, he writes novels and stuff. He's like, Thank you, one Marcy. day, I, he, I don't know why I was Googling something, <laughs> and I found out that he writes Superman. I mean, like, you write Superman comics. That's huge, you know? That's really? Just, yeah, that's, that's kind of, kind of neat, cool. Like, this like, your little neat thing that you well, do. Down that, in L.A.? He's here. Oh, he's yeah, just here yeah, right yeah, now from here. Yeah. He lives in Hollywood, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. You just never know all these little type of, of industries that, mm-hmm. that, since we're not involved with, you really don't know. Just George is a hand model. A lot of people don't realize yeah, that. that. <laughs> but there's always a fish attached to him. Yeah, that's yeah. good truth. <laughs> right, do you right. do this technique where you hold the fish way out in front of you in the photographs? No, and, 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 and see, here, okay, now he opened up he a can of worms. I do. All right, he opened up a can of worms. And yeah. I'm going to throw this out here. Please do. Is it, one of my pet peeves. In the industry coming up, every, okay, first off, mm-hmm. it, this is our 20... First year on national television, every single mm-hmm. show that I've done, every single fish that you see being caught by myself or my guest angler was caught by myself or my guest angler. We work for it. There are shows out there, mm-hmm. Saltwater 2, where they let the camera boats fish. No. They get hooked up. Mm-hmm. They'll hold rods over. Give me names. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you any names. <laughs> Another plural or two, I might, but... <laughs> <laughs> But and they pass the rods off, Uh, or they have people hooking, passing it off, and I look at that, and to me, that constitutes fraud. Now let's change. I I, I agree with you. Let's go to the bass fishing industry. Oh, I've heard these stories. The bass fishing ones are the worst. Don't they go out with like ten bass in their live well? Okay, there. Here's a scenario, and I'm not covering all of them. I'm sure there's some really super good ones. But Paul, Paul's a bass guy, okay? He's a local guy that works out of Everglades Holiday Park, let's say. I'm a bass pro. I have a TV show. Paul, 
let's do a show together. And he's all excited. Absolutely. I said, you know, what date do you have open? I have April 1st. Okay. Give me from eight in the morning till noon to do a show. Okay. Wonderful. It's all he needs a half a day. Four four hours. But I want you to make sure we're going to use your boat as a camera boat. I'll bring my sponsored boat in. I want you to pre-fish, pen these bass up. When we show up, I want them in the live wall of your boat, which is going to be the camera boat. And they'll take these fish out and fabricate the catches. So when they're done there, I might look at Dennis. Dennis, you're a, a peacock bass guide out of Hialeah. I'm going to wrap up with Paul at noon. I could be down your way at 2. And I'm going to book you. Let's go from 2 till the sun drops. And and I want you to go pre-fish. We're going to use your boat as a camera you boat. Have, you know this for a fact? 100%. Wow. And I'll tell you even one bizarre that I know beyond that. And you load up the peacock bass. So then they go down to Hialeah, and you fish, and they got the peacock bass. So they wrap up two shows in a day, pen fish, and one bass superstar has, the, you know those uh, bear traps that when you step on it and they go like that? Like, mm-hmm. like in Looney Tunes? Yes. They have a bear <laughs> trap where the sides have like sheets of wood, and on the trigger – they have a, a a chute that comes up, and they'll place that under the surface in the reeds. Man, that looks like a good spot. Let me get that lure worm right there, and they throw it in, and the camera could like a bass it. is blowing up the bait, and oh. they'll trip, come they'll trip on. the chute, oh, and, and the bass, oh my and the trap goes up underwater. All you see is a big oh, boil, no. and they cut. How come this hasn't been blown up? Because I think that's I think George common. just blew it up. No, no. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> that's common in the I environment. So it goes up. back to what you're saying yeah. dun, dun, with dun, fish dun. pictures. Breaking news. And all of a sudden, somebody wants right. to take some pictures. So they take, uh, it was caught on, say, a live bait. They'll stick a lure in its mouth or a bucktail. Oh, that's disgusting. That, to yeah. me, is is fraud. And, and that's why you got me going. Is I feel very strongly, you know, what you see happening with us is what we did. What you see, the still pictures coming in with us is exactly what we did. And I can attest to that. I love the fact, I love on your show. Work. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. You lay it all out on your show. You really did mm-hmm. the good and the bad. You know what I mean? Like the, the misses, the, the misses, the, and, you know, and even what, trying what to unhook do? a fish. If a fish, fish falls it, on the deck, you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, just, cause the that's how it thing. is. The fraud thing, always it always bothered me when you hear these stories about charter boats. Uh, some guy comes down from Michigan and he catches a really nice 40 pound cobia and he's told, wow, these are just saltwater yeah, catfish. Sure. We've all heard those stories. Absolutely. That, tons, mm-hmm. of them. Uh, that, tons of them. They should get by. And then, you know, forcing them to mount fish and killing them. And, and then there's the yeah, shark that's, guys. That's, that's the, the, yeah. Yeah, the mount thing. Yeah. You had a full moon on that with Sewell fishing out of, out of the West Coast too. Like, Oh, I mean, when we, you guys we, were fishing we at night, I, mean, I remember those, you guys had that moon coming right and, off the horizon. And, and, and that must those, have been pretty cool. Those muttons cranked yeah. so good. Yeah. And, and then there was a funny line in the show. I don't know if you caught that. Because, you know, he's not, well, he takes people out. He's not used to actually fishing himself. And it was such an incredible bite mm-hmm. that he's huffing and puffing and he's <laughs> fighting. And I, I made that one line, it, and when he's hooked up to a mutton, I said, what do you think's going to come up first, that mutton or that moon? Yeah. It, it just, <laughs> but, but that bite that was, was funny. Yeah. Uh, we, we stopped. We, oh, yeah. we limited out. Is that the that guy with the, with the pup with the dog? Yeah, on yeah the, with the little oh, dog. Yeah, the dog yeah. drove me crazy. Yeah. I, bet. <laughs> I, I, bet. I, knew I knew he did. I knew he did. Yep. I said the same thing. And I'm, like, I'm an oh, animal man, that, lover, so yeah. that, I don't want to look like I'm a bad yeah, guy. Yeah, but you're like cutting the, a show, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I like, would have been like, sorry, dude, I'm yeah. not bringing the dog. <laughs> well, what happened, I was never told about it. 
Oh, uh, really? So we, we're all set. We show up at the boat. Just stowaway? At, at, awesome. at, at three in the afternoon <laughs> to leave. And here, here comes the guy, and here comes the dog. Burr, jumping around. So I'm thinking, okay, the dog just got out of the car saying goodbye. To, to, to <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, all right, let's go. And I'm looking, your dog's here. Oh, he goes with us. So what are you going to say? You're, oh, you're yeah. there. You guys are like 80 miles out, aren't you? 65. 65. Well, if you run out of bait, I mean, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this dog, you're, you're this dog up real nice. wanted to fight and bite at every turn of the corner. And it, it never liked me. And he looked at me, and I look at him, and I look at him too long. <laughs> and, 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 I thought he was going to fall in the water. He kept jumping up on the gunnel and running right, down here, towards the live okay, well. I'm, this, like a cat. It's on the gunnels. I'm looking out, and it runs on the gunnels, and it tries to snap at your reel. So I'm intentionally standing a good foot back. I'm afraid I'm going to bump the dog. I was going to say, did it fall in the water at all? No. I couldn't Because we're it. at yeah, anchor, yeah. and if this dog had fallen overboard— Sharks. I'm not oh, going yeah. in there. Who's going in? <laughs> you know? The dog is toast. All right, it's so gotta I be have, Matt, right? I have, dog a, is toast. I have a new puppy who oh. is uh, out of control. I mean, like <laughs> like that dog. And he runs in my yard chasing lizards and everything. And I live on a canal. I keep this big giant net <laughs> on the dock just in case because if he goes in. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Here, That's always been a freak out thing with me, like living on the water like yeah, that. Yeah, you know what I mean? About the dogs falling in. Yeah. But look at offshore where we were. You have. The tide, you're at anchor. You're at night. We had all those porpoises hanging around the boat. Yeah. That dog would have fallen oh, over. They'd take, be playing a take ball with it. Like a ball this aquarium going yeah. all over the place. Yeah, they'll T-bone them. Just keep. Oh, but that was God. a first. It, we come he back didn't to the seem dog. worried about that, huh? No, he said the dog is like a cat, and I got to give him credit. It, that thing has moves like a cat. <laughs> really? And it gripped like a cat. And then the bad thing, you come to the end of the night, and you're cleaning your snap. They're all bite marks all over him. Every time you get him, he's trying to find <laughs> him through the net. Yeah. That was that was a it was a, a little bizarre and that was a little on edge of that dog, but uh, it made for a good show, I guess. I I don't know, man. I was looking at that's like you said. All I could think of was, man, but I bet you that's driving towards. I could tell wall. that he was stressed <laughs> out. I was stressed out. The I'd question like, is, would he have edited that out? If he fell in, part of the show. If, he if the dog would have gone in, no, that would have helped our that race. That would have definitely yeah. gone in. Right, right. Definitely, they would have found the dog off of Galveston, Texas. <laughs> yeah. five days later. Facebook Live. There yeah, that was a long <laughs> ride, right? <Yeah>. That <laughs> was the most beautiful night. Yeah, it was sixty-five miles. We limited out. We had pulled anchor to go back at like twelve thirty. One in the morning, but it was such a perfect night. It was one of the. It was like slick calm out that day. One of the it? most perfect nights that I can remember in recent memory, where we just took off and we're running back. The captain was worn out. He's sitting back there in a the beanbag with a dog. <laughs> Are you running full speed at night? No, 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 no. Not that. That quick. makes me nervous. We got the radar with, on. Yeah. We got the radar dialed in to like less than a quarter of a mile, just in case there's some small little boat that shouldn't be out there and uh you know killing all the lights in your boat the electronics are in those night mode and the beauty is you know when you have that trail feature on your electronics mm-hmm. I, we use that a ton for fishing to know where you've been in the coverage but i had that activated when i left the marina and coming back at night you just put yourself real tight on that mark and you come all the way back in the dark you follow that trail right through the skinny waters you're trying to get to the pass to come on in and it, it was the most remarkable night. I looked at Kevin Tierney, who was one of our producers on the show and, and not in the camera road. He's in our boat. I looked at him about 20 miles off and said, what a remarkably beautiful night. We had to just turn back around, make another lap because it's yeah. so nice. But it was a mm. it was a beautiful night. Well, speaking of uh, electronics, you, you've Simrad? Yes. And so do I. you got to come over sometime because the bird 
feature, bird mode. the bird mode. I don't know what I'm looking at because oh, oh, I'm offshore. It, I, I got, got, I got every simple. mark is a bird. No, I don't know. And we're no, chasing no, no, no. dots. Okay. I'm making I'll, me crazy. I don't want to eat a pine. I'm going to give you a super crash course. Right. Is to be effective with the bird mode, I always set mine out a two-mile limit, maybe three. And the reason I do that is because when you see the birds working, you still have to get to them. A lot of times these feeding blitzes occur and they're gone very fast. So if you see birds eight miles out and if it's rough, by the You're time you get there. out there, yeah. it's going to be over. So you set your outer limit two miles, maybe three. And the trick is, you, you know, first off, you got to push the bird mode button, make sure you're in that mode, is you watch the little specks that, that appear that you're watching as birds. When the antenna makes the sweep, you watch them. If they're here on one sweep, another couple sweeps are here, another couple sweeps are over here. They're looking like you are, so you don't give chase. But if the antenna sweeps around several times and that spot or two spots or three are sitting right in that same spot, go for it because they're on something. They're stationary. And those are definitely birds? Yes. Because it, I don't, I mean, half the time. It, 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 you could sell the small, when there are two or three birds, they're little faint blue specks. Ah. But when you have a large gathering of birds like you would in skipjacks, you see the big reds because they're, they're a thicker uh, return. But that's the whole key. The key is making sure that the birds are remaining in place and that you have a two-mile deal and not much further. So when you see it, you can sit there and race and hammer that boat and get to where you need to be. I, don't know, I think that was good technology. I mean, good uh, knowledge. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely. Gonna use it. 100% yeah. Yeah, I was glued to that for sure. Uh, I have you, you were talking about running at night using electronics. Mm-hmm. I was in the Abacos coming back to the States, and I was with my son at the time. It was eight. <clears throat> and... Uh, the storm came up <laughs> and I remember going and it was bad. The lightning was <laughs> next to the boat. And it's one of those things where you go, well, gosh, I don't want to. Now I th- that was my old contender. I had a cabin on board. Those moments freak me out. Me too. Yeah. And so I With put him, lightning. I put him down in the cabin and I looked at the radar and it said, the storm said it was two miles and it was really bad. I don't know if I did the right thing, but there was no boats out there and I hammered it and I just ran blind. It was a whiteout. And I ran blind for those two miles to get to get through the storm. Okay, okay. Uh, and I don't know if I did the right thing or if I should have just gone slow, but I wanted to get. You away. must have been freaking out. Oh, I mean that's that's when you like full attention, like I couldn't sharp. see anything yeah. an inch in front of my face. I was looking at the radar. There were no boats in the. You know how it is on the uh, uh, the Bahama Bank when there's nothing out there. Mm-hmm. But it was scary. Well, when, my theory on that when you're running the radar <clears throat> is. When you see that wall that you have to get through, the radar gives you the ability to pick the narrowest bands yes. of the storm. You try to punch your way through there. The worst thing that you could do is try to linger near the edges where all that electricity is. Sometimes it's better if you had no choice, you punch through and you get in deep into that where the cool temperatures take over and you're not mixing the cold and the warm on the fringes where you could get hit with these lightning ah. bolts. So sometimes it's better to get into that stuff then try to run around on fringes. I remember a story at Harry Vernon with me. We we're shooting a show off of Bimini, gorgeous bluebird day. And in the afternoon, you see all this black building up, but we didn't care because that was away from Bimini. You know, we had a clear run to Bimini. We're about 40 miles away and it kept encroaching and encroaching. And it was about two in the afternoon, three in the afternoon. We had done a, had a good day. So I said, eh, Harry, okay, this stuff is getting close here. Let's pick our lines up. We told the camera boat, go ahead. We'll meet you back at Big Game Club. We'll take the lines up, put the riggers in the whole bit, and we'll meet up with you. 
So by the time that we got run that storm, it was behind us, but we had clean blue skies. So we're running and it was flat. We're hauling. We're like 45 or so miles an hour. And I'm on the wheel. I'm on my, my mat. One hand on my steering wheel, the other hand on the throttle. Harry has his left foot on my mat, his right foot on the deck, and he's holding the T-top stanchion. As we're running, I remember to my left, might have been 20 feet, a bright white flash on the water, and instantaneously, by the oh, time that your man. brain processed, mm. like, what is that? <clears throat> a loud, bam! Oh. I had a shock. Oh, You know, <laughs> go through my left hand. Up to my shoulder, Harry backs, oh, did you feel Ugh. that? I got shocked. Whoa. He got a shock from his right arm down through his right leg, which was not on the mat. I got the shock because I had that metal steering wheel, but the, the throttles are plastic, so I, I didn't get a shock there. So we, I hit those throttles. We kept going. So when we got far enough ahead, I said, I'm telling you, we got our antennas blown off or some rods. So we finally stopped to get up and look. Everything was perfect. It just hit the water. And some of that electricity transferred to the boat. And we were ahead of that darkness. And we got back to the uh, dock. We told everybody that story. And they said, well, what happened to your boat? Anything happened? Electronics? I said, that boat? Yes. Never ran as fast as it ever did in its entire life. (laughs) That was a scary deal. In a clear part. (laughs) Oh, man. 20 feet away, a lightning bolt had hit the water. Yeah. That was that's always my biggest oh. fear. I'm, I have a huge fear of lightning. I yeah, really do. Like, you, what, you, you have no recourse. Yeah. Rough seas, rain, you dial in, you pick your groove, you get through that. Mm-hmm. The lightning is a flip of the coin. You don't know if and when it's going to get you. If it does, what Could is it happen hit? at what any moment? Do? That's the thing. Uh, that Having my kid, letting him use a boat in the beginning and being the dad on the phone going, come in now. I'm yeah. looking at the, We're fine. Oh, that stress. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, there's been days you come in, in the inlet and you got to idle through and you just see curtains of lightning just coming down. You're just like, I told this, him one time, he, my was, time? he was in Lake Boca with the boat and he said, the lightning was, and I was screaming at him. He had kids on board and I, I go, he goes, I'm in Lake Boca. I go, floor it. Yeah. I go, mm-hmm. I, I don't want you guys, you know. I'll pay the ticket. Worst case scenario. Yeah, I've heard for a lot sure. of rods vibrating. Ooh. Yeah. Like oh, with that, that buzzing that, noise. That, that, that when you hear the buzzing terrible. noise, you go. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. Go. Uh, that is a weird feeling when you're out, in the, you know, you're coming back usually, and all of a sudden it goes from being 80 degrees to 50 degrees. And mm-hmm. Bad things are happening. Yeah, you know? right, yeah, okay. right. I know. Oh, yeah, when, when, when we were coming back one time, oh, here. trying to come back from Bimini or maybe West End, wherever we were, and I remember trying to get back, and it was – the, the, everything was coming from the south, and it was there was nothing in the forecast, but it was so rough that I couldn't run. And then a, then a front came through, and I remember I said, "Let me just leave my wife a message on the sat phone, let her know we're going to be really late because it's just slow going." So, oh, it was so windy that all she heard was. Oh my god! The Coast Guard. Yeah, I mean, it was like, oh god. Anyway. That's when you get very close with your ACR EPIRB at that point in time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That thing could be um, <clears throat> yep. something really bad happens. You start going, okay, come here. And people here think, we well, go. your EPIRB is, well, that's if your boat sinks or if it's really nasty and you get capsized, but we don't go out in rough seas. What a lot of people don't understand with an EPIRB, if you have a medical emergency, say you're fishing with somebody, drop of a heart attack on that boat, and medical emergency, you hit that EPIRB to get All that right. person wow. off the boat. Never a lot of people of don't think about that. You know what? Mm-hmm. I had um, Tiny Walcott on the show 
recently to tell the story of the rap to tell the story of the rap scallion mm -hmm. the hijacking right excellent episode if you guys haven't seen it yet incredible but he told me after the show he goes do you realize and maybe you can give me clarification on this that if a fire starts in your boat and then someone else puts it out that person can technically lay, lay claim to no. your boat what i heard there's a weird law about it can't no. be there, there's some there's something you know, you know many of my friends we start something fire <laughs> I, I don't think they can independently start the fire but there is there is there is some sort of weird bylaw about that really i was and i i wanted to ask you about I, that to see if you ever heard anything I'm not like an that attorney i don't profess to be an attorney but i throw the bs flag down on that yeah one. i don't yeah. think i'll buy that one all right all right i'm gonna i'm gonna, and I'm probably I'm gonna 100 wrong Tiny's a very reputable guy. I'm, I'm going to do some research on that. And, that and, just, and it just sounds too to weird. be determined. Yeah. No, no, no. He says that, that currently that the owner of the currently the guy that owns that boat, that's how he acquired it down in Miami. Don't, don't, don't let her. And how about but, the, uh, how huh. about that? You, I'm sure been there. You're, you're halfway home from the Bahamas <laughs> and the storm's there. Of course. Have you ever had that? Like, do we go through it or do we go back? Have you no. ever gone back? You can, no, you can't go back. Damn. You got to get home. You don't want to spend all night on the water, and no, you uh, go back to bed. But, but you're, sorry, but, honey, I can't come home. I got well. That's another story uh, <laughs> all into itself, mm -hmm. because you know where that comes to play. You're thinking, well, if I go back to Bimini, we'll wait it out, let that those afternoon storms burn out, and at night it's nice and cool, you can run back. So you have that option. But most of the time, you, like I said, the radar, you pick your spots, whatever, and, and you just push and you get yourself through it. That's I what, what I boat. do most of the time. Years ago, I took the boat over to uh, Cat Key and. Uh, we had one great fishing day, caught some nice groupers, some mahi, and then we ended up having to uh, leave the boat and fly home. We had to charter a plane because it blew for three weeks. Well, that's a different and story. it sure. was like 15-foot seas, and finally I got a window. All right, nobody could go. My wife said, I'll go back. I'll, I'll go over with you. So we flew to Cat Key. and it was great. It was one of the best weekends we ever had as a husband and wife. We stayed on the boat. I had a little cabin on the thing, and. And we fished, we were yellowtail, and it caught a bunch of mutton snapper, the whole thing. And then Easter Sunday, we go ahead home, and we're on our way back, and there's a weed line, and I look at her, and we're supposed to go to my mother-in-law's house for Easter. And I'm like, gosh, really nice-looking weed line. <laughs> and, and we get right past it, and she goes, you're going to kick yourself if you don't. If you, there might be something big there. Go ahead and just troll by it one time. And we caught a white marlin. Whoa! And, really? And yes. And she, she goes, "Now look, I'm going to drive the boat, but you can't yell at me. You know, you need to keep remain calm. This is early in our marriage. You know, how you get crazy on a boat sometimes. No, I don't understand anything. About yeah. that. <laughs> this is your wife does not go on the boat. That's why. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we got the marlin with beautiful release, and uh, Florida sport fishing put me on the cover. Uh, that was going back a wow. couple of years. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Excellent. Nice. Very yeah. cool. True story. Yeah, very cool. So you're wrapping up your 21st season now? Uh, the, on the, World the... Saltwater Fishing television show, yes. This past Sunday was our last episode for 21st season. Now, starting next Sunday on Discovery Channel, they they run what they call the Encore Performances, which is right. basically a fancy word for reruns. <laughs> <laughs> because the shows, you know, we run them first quarter, the originals, and then they re-air yeah. Each original once during the second quarter. So next Sunday, Discovery Channel, our encore performances of World of Saltwater Fishing will begin and run through quarter two. Right. Then we have, as we talked about before, the Saltwater Sportsman Seminar Series. Year 34 is now. 
but we canceled the ground tour due to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So in order to make, to keep us consistent, you know, it's year 34, we don't want to break it up. We didn't want to do Zoom meetings and all that stuff. So we decided to make it a television series. Okay. We shot this at IGFA uh, in mid-February, uh, 13 episodes, 13 half-hour episodes, you know, geared to national TV. So the seminar series, television, begins airing uh, starting this Wednesday. No, excuse me, Thursday is April 1st, right? Yes. Thursday, April 1st, which is fitting for the seminar series day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Fool's day. <laughs> um, 7.30 at night on World Fishing Network. Then it airs uh, three times over the weekend. Then on the weekend, Discover America airs it Saturdays at 8 in the morning, Sundays at But will at my nine. DVR automatically record it since I well, now, I have it set to re- tape all your yeah, World of Saltwater Fishing? Okay. Now, do you have like uh, sa- stream any Samsung uh, channels or anything like that? That's, I don't know. Okay. If you, if you don't have the channels to pick it up, you go to YouTube. Oh. And I'm going to post the shows as soon as we break them on George Povermo TV, my so, YouTube channel. Wait, so, you'll so we see don't have there. to pay anymore to go to the seminars? We just get them free on TV? Not this year. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, so what I was getting at was I remember with the COVID thing, you wanted to do this last season all in South Florida to, to kind of avoid any... Well, no. Uh, you, with the traveling. That, that was a, with a television series. That's what I'm talking because about. Yeah. Tra- television yeah, so series. We, so we, you're coming up on the new TV series So coming we start traveling soon. again. So that's what, I, that's, that's what I'm Starting getting at. Starting the end of April, we so start shooting for 2022. So can you let us in on some of your plans? Yeah, we go to yeah, 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 That's what I'm trying to draw out of you. That's what I'm trying to get out of you. What's going on with that season? Because now you're going to get out of South Florida, right? Absolutely. We're going to do our, you know, we're going to do the Florida Keys shows because obviously the fishing air, but we're going to pick up the shows that we had to cancel from last season will be up at Long Island. We're going to send you are going to go my Long boat Island. up there for the for catching elephant tuna on poppers. Oh, wow. we'll be doing Very that. Cool. We're going to swing by Jersey, get a show in Jersey. Uh, June, we're off in North Carolina. Uh, we'll have a Gulf of Mexico show in. You need to come to Maine, where I spend my summers my, every my year. My first year I know. on television, we shot a show at Booth Bay Harbor, Maine. Yeah, I with can. Barry Gibson, who was the then editor of Saltwater Sportsman mm-hmm. Magazine. One of these days, I'm going to get you up there. Oh, let me yep. know when it's all hot and this and that, because, uh, you know, we do need to travel it around. So we will definitely be getting on the go. Well, the accommodations are lovely. Of my course. Home. And the company, you can't beat the company. Well, I'm pretty good. You are uh, And we bad. get mussels in my backyard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, listen, I got a little cottage up there. It's on. It's ca- too tempting. It's on Capsco Bay. And one day, I'm walking. In, we bought the house 12 15 years ago. And uh, I meet the neighbor and I see her on her hands and knees at the shoreline on the rocks and she's moving around all the seaweed. And I go, what are you doing? She lifts up the seaweed and there's mussels. Fresh, big, really? beautiful Casco Bay mussels. There has to be a big difference between eating them fresh and the, the, what you're getting in restaurants. Do you, you notice a difference? Uh, you know, I mean, I think the ones you get in the restaurant are farm raised. Um, right. Mostly, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, which by the way, they're grown right there in the bay. Uh, but they're grown on ropes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I have chef friends. So I'm like, what do I do with all these mussels? You just, it's amazing. You just reach in, pick them off, you scrub them so a little good. bit. Now this big, uh. it's a lot of work. You scrub them. You got to pull the beards off them and, and then you cook. I mean, you could go buy them for <laughs> pennies. Like the clamors up there, the steamer clams. We get them in my backyard. And at, I love those. At steamers. low tide. Oh. And so I'm like, I'm like getting them. Yeah, me too. I'm going to get some steamers. And I bought oh. the waiters and I bought... And I bought the rake and the whole thing. I remember the first day I threw that. I, go, <laughs> <laughs> I see the guy coming by. I go, I want to get some clams. He goes, 
Well, if you leave a twenty dollar bill on your doctor, I'll oh, give them all you can eat. And I'm like, I break my back for twenty bucks a right. year. Take the awesome. money. Well, here's a. I'll throw this one out here, and everybody can chime in on this one too. Okay, and I'll state I'm a native South Floridian. Okay, mm-hmm. what do you prefer between a fresh caught Florida lobster? Or mm. fresh caught yeah. Maine lobster. Oh. Which is your, your favorite between the two? Well, See, I'm a, glad you're bringing this up. This is I a completely great forgot to ask anybody for strange questions today. I think since I own a home in Maine I and I grew up yeah. diving for lobsters in South Florida, right. I think I have the definitive you, answer. You'd be a little bit of a connoisseur on it. Well, yeah. and I fought tooth and nail for years that the Florida lobster was superior, but I've changed my tune. Oh my goodness. The main lobster meat is so succulent and sweet and there's never been a toughness to it that I think it wins out. The really? claws, the meat in the claws is ridiculous. And a baked stuffed main lobster with the Ritz cracker and the crab meat that they do up there, like a two and a half pounder. I hard to beat. So I gotta I gotta vote with Paul. Uh, I mean it, you get a, a the perfectly cooked Florida lobster, whether it's boiled or broiled. It's sensational. Mm-hmm. But for all the reasons that you said, the main lobster for the sweetness of it all. Yeah. And plus, it's almost mentally you've got a bonus because then when you're done with the tail, you got the claws. Claws, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's true. But I don't they classify, though, technically a Florida spiny lobster as a crawfish? Because it does not have claws. Wow. Yeah. No. I mean, it's, I, I don't think it's I, a spiny I, I lobster. I'm, spiny, out, yeah, I'm assuming they're in the same I mean, it's genus. Kind of, it's kind of half of I heard that somewhere before and half of asking you guys. You know, I, I don't know if, I'm, you, I'm if you guys have ever heard that, too. I'm going to put that in the same category of putting someone's boat out on fire and then claiming it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, that being said. I'm full, I'm full of the strange and, questions and, today, and, apparently. And you need to I literally own half of South Florida boats at this point. Well, what's your opinion? What's your opinion? Yeah, what's your thought on it? The lobster or the? Yeah, main lobster or the spiny? I don't know. See, I, I honestly think it's all about how you cook it because I've had some incredible main lobster. But you're avoiding the and, question. And yeah. I've also had some really crappy you got, you main lobster. You have to lobster. pick one. I, I have to stick with my South Florida peeps, man. I'm going South Florida. And I also wanted to throw in another species because I don't know if you all have ever had slipper lobster. Yes. Yeah, I've no, Slipper is... Slipper is extremely sweet. I mean, I think that is definitely more of your main lobster, but I, I am sticking with my South Florida. You know I, what else I am is not ex- going to get picked off today by <laughs> by any angry mobs. <laughs> you know what else is extremely sweet is that octopus tattoo. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Thank you. Let thank me give you, you a, thank you. like octopus? Yes. And, oh, Andy's, Andy's Live Fire Grill. Which it used to be Ernie's. Remember Ernie's yeah, in Fort sure. Lauderdale? Well, Andy Anthony Bruno bought it, That's redid right. it, and they've Remember. got this grill there. This and so he does this octopus in a cast iron skillet. Remarkable! It will make you cry. Yeah. It's like I would drive you guys right there just so you could taste it. That's it's that good. Now? Uh, Federal Highway in Fort Lauderdale. Andy's Live Fire Grill. Easy. Yeah, it used to be Ernie's. Ernie's was a legendary wow. place that kind of felt dirty Ernie's. Dirty Ernie's, right? So Anthony bought the place, and he went in, and he was like, "Oh God," but. It's got a great upstairs bar in it, but that I don't know what they do with the octopus, but it's so good. Mm, so right, I got an you, idea. Would you rather eat shrimp? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, here we go. This is our. You got to put our strange yeah. questions logo up before this segment. Right. Right, you got a big this, bowl we're of asking our own shrimp, selves. yes, or a big bowl of crawfish. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna dissect this even more. All right. If those shrimp happen to be Key West pinks that you just 
Gave a guy a bottle of Pilar. I'll <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, put it this way. You give him a, the traditional case of beer when you're getting the shrimp boat trash, but you 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 give him a case of beer, tell him to give you some shrimp to take back. Oh, mm-hmm. We did that recently, and I showed him a bottle of Papa's Pilar. What that was going to get me, I almost got the shrimp boat with that bottle <laughs> of Papa's Pilar. But we got three giant bags, mm-hmm. already cleaned and everything. Yeah, that's pretty significant. They were For a bottle of rum? Yeah, I, oh, but only man. because I, I didn't want no. I didn't anybody to drive the boat back, the shrimp boat back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've never done that where you pull up to the shrimp boat. Are they okay with you pulling up? Oh yeah, because yeah. you know, yeah, and you just did the traditional deals. You bring them some uh, case of cheap beer, and they'll give you the uh, the trash. Yeah. So this time of year, where the black things are going crazy, you start just throwing the trash because the fish are up there feeding on it, and then yeah. you catch your black fins. Then if you want to sweet talk, some of the boats do it. And some won't do it. It all depends what you have to offer them. But, uh, you know, Bottles Papa's Pilar rules out there. Oh, and, and they'll yeah. give you, and you have to ask them, hey, do you have any uh, clean, you know, process that they have in there? And if they do and they want to, and you talk to the captain and they work a deal with you, you just what about Make cocktail sauce? Out. So they have the cocktail sauce? Where no, you got to bring that yourself. <laughs> yeah, you, it's like when you go to Panama. I haven't been down there. But I haven't been down there yet. They, yeah. When you fish, with they, they, they leave the dock in the morning with a little thing of soy sauce mm. and a little wasabi. And as soon as you catch a yellowfin, they cut the loin out and they chill it. Oh, that's and amazing. a couple hours later, I mean, it is just, you. There's nowhere on the planet where you're eating fresher fish. Obviously, if you caught it, you're eating it. Right. Sure. Yeah. They use a rusty knife. They carve God, it. That's so good. <laughs> but going back to what you're saying, <laughs> oh, yeah, with the crawfish, crawfish yeah. now, and the, and I'll I'm going to define that a little bit on the trips that we've done down to Venice, Louisiana. If you get the fresh, the selects, those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you get those absolutely fresh, and you cook them. That that's a, a tough race right there between yeah. the two of them. I I, I like don't me, know. I like me a good mojo shrimp. I really do. But, oh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's so it's tough for me to get past that one right there. I don't know. Have a little shrimp scampi. Come on, Paisa. Right. I love I'll, the shrimp scampi. I'll throw scampi. one more out there since we're on the topic. Of- you know, I like little Carlucci's right around here, like right right down no, here on the never, beach. Never they they there. make a good shrimp scampi. This little place right here on the beach. <laughs> shrimp toast. Yeah. Breaded shrimp, fried shrimp. That's it. You got <laughs> one Forrest more Gump. challenge here. All right. Arby's roast beef or Burger King whaler? Oh. <laughs> you know, whaler. I, I've never eaten fish at a fast food restaurant. I can't do it, but I, would, I, I, I wouldn't do it. I'm, not, I'm a fan of the Arby's, no. man. Arby's roast beef and cheddar, not a bad sandwich. I, it really isn't. I don't like, think it's roast I, beef, but it looks no, like but it's, well, uh, I'm not sure what it whatever is. Whatever it is, it tastes they pretty don't good. Taste bad, yeah. Especially when you're really hungry. Oh, man. Which is now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I listen. If I can convince you guys to ever come back, yeah, I know you're you're pressed for time here on this one today. Um, I'd love to have your Ernie buddy bring in that octopus. Oh, that would oh, be yeah, for, that, right. for that Friday Absolutely. night special. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it travels. You know, you know, Mike, have to travel down the street. In. They'll bring up some sternos. They'll bring it in. We'll we'll do it right. Well, we're it's in not po- going to crawl oh, on the right. highway. Yeah. Somebody's going to transport it. <laughs> <laughs> you can Uber it over. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. You got to go. I'm waiting for you guys to say goodbye. I mean, I'm going to take a sip of some. You know, I have, you know I have a problem with the goodbye thing. So. Yeah, no, it's weird. It's awkward to end a podcast, no matter right. what you do. But I got I got my thing I do, you know, but we don't have to do it just yet. I don't know. George and I pondered just letting you go and just hanging out and drinking. Well, no, it's, no cause now I'm paranoid that you're going to talk about me. Oh, we are, too. <laughs> <laughs> I can take a seat. All right. <laughs> well, All right. I mean, uh, yeah, I would love to come back, to, uh, but I want to do it properly. I, wanna, I don't want to do it on a Monday. I want to do it on a weekend or a Friday or a, all right, you know what I can oh, do. All these, all these big celebrities are so 
picky, aren't they? Can I tell you? Listen, I gotta get I... up at four o'clock in the morning every day. Believe me. A Thursday. All right, Thursday's good. No, I like... no, no. We'll do it. Listen, no, I like is... cocktails on a Thursday. That's good. We can listen. This is how we can do it. Now, I can tell you the reason that we do this on the re- record on a Monday. Yeah. Because the store is closed. Oh. I don't have to worry about people coming because right yeah. now we have to do it from the store. I didn't think so. So I'm like, all right, we got to do it on a Monday. <laughs> that you know makes I mean? sense. So we're going to do it then. But if you want to do it on a Friday, we could just lock the doors at six oh. and then yeah. just do, do our thing. After you know hours. what I mean? And we can bring in After food. Hours. I can have, we could do a whole damn thing. Yeah, I got no problem with that. that that's okay. That could no. be very dangerous. It could be. It could be. Yeah. Honey, uh, were you coming home? <laughs> I somebody, am I? somebody came up with the idea There's that I should sell tickets to this thing right and, and serve dinner over oh there God, at tables and people eat while we're podcasting. I thought that'd be kind of weird for us. Live studio audience. Yeah. Yeah. Always fun. Um, yeah. You got to wait till the COVID's over. You know? Yeah, you got to wait till the COVID's over. Yeah. So they opened up the 40-year-old... Uh, yeah, go, go, yeah, you go. Got, today, you, so. you got your two shots. I'm, I'm good to My go. We got to go to Walgreens, not Publix. Yeah. For, for and I get the arguments with these date. people that go, Hey, I'm not getting that thing. I don't know if I'm going to grow a horn in my head. I'm like, what the? No one grows horns. Yeah, you said that on your show. That yeah. The guy was talking about that. Who is that that said uh, that? I can't say his name. You can't say who it is. <laughs> he works for Papa's Pilar, though. Ah. <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm very upset that the Love Boat just dropped out in the first round of Scooby Doo. Yeah, I was. Uh, uh, we're doing the. I don't know what you're right, talking you know what about. We're doing a bracket. You know what Wait, March Madness code? is? Yes. All right, so we did a companion event, TV theme song showdown, and in our brackets, we compare. We have TV theme songs, so you know, like uh, Beverly Hillbillies uh, against I Love Lucy, kind of. Okay. Thing. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna whittle it down. We've got. It's we sh- actually been a genius freaking yeah. couple of weeks with. It's with kind what of fun yeah, because it's, it's, it's nostalgic. It's awesome. It's the you best know? part of actually me living out west and working here now is that I actually get to listen to your show now. <laughs> before I was only five minutes from the studio, I wouldn't. If I had a commercial break, I was screwed. Let me think of what today it was. Uh, oh, here's another one: Miami Vice theme. Hmm. It won. It beat. Uh, it beat. Was it the Love Boat that it beat? No, the Love Boat got no. knocked out by Scooby Doo oh, in no, the first today, round. It's, today it's cops uh, and I against I Love Lucy, right? A Brady Bunch uh, against Andy, Andy Griffith. Griffith. Who do you think's winning that Andy Griffith Brady Bunch one? I'll look I, I think right it's now. Andy Griffith. I think just uh, people like Andy so much they're going to go with him. Barely well, skinning it out. No, I, I know who Paul's voting for because he would kept stalking her. Wasn't that the one for the Brady Bunch you stalked? Uh, Marsha. <laughs> I was a fan of Marsha. Yeah. Brady. <laughs> I did not stalk her. No, that was the Partridge family. What we talked about oh, the that last Shirley time. Shirley Jones. Shirley Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. hilarious. All right, let me pull it up here. All right, let's see what's going on. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. So yeah, so um. Yeah, that should be more like Miami Vice I've been, versus I've been getting the man of this damn bracket. Who that remembers he's doing the man on from the Uncle show? show? You're how old are yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> right there with you. Okay, I got you by two years. Of, yeah. uh, Tweets aren't loading right now. There we go. Okay. Uh, all right. Are you ready for the update? Currently, uh, Cops is beating I Love Lucy, fifty-two to forty-eight uh, percent. Bad boys, bad boys. Yeah. What you gonna do? And then how's Andy doing? He's getting pummeled by really? the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Hmm. Here's a story. Is he getting pummeled? Yeah, I thought pummeled. he was in the lead. He for was. A bit. Things change, buddy. Wow. Uh, yeah. Vote early and often. Uh, no one's beating Cheers, by the <laughs> way. Y'all know how yeah. that goes. But cheers could be in no the final four. Cheers. But have you ever listened? Have you ever heard the entire lyrics to that song? Now, which yeah. one? Suicide is painless. No, 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 no. no cheers. What? The Cheers oh, song. Cheers. Oh, that's Mash. Yeah, that's Suicide is painless. Yeah. Isn't it? But have you listen? Because this is actually a funny thing. Because. I listened to the song on Spotify recent, within the last six months with a buddy of mine, and, and we were like, wait a minute. that, that what Did he just say that? So everyone knows what Cheers says, like, yeah. making your way in the world today. You know what I mean? So, right, theme song, uh, Cheers, lyrics. Uh, 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 when you like to get away, right? Where everybody knows your name. Yeah. 
right? Well, and I can't really play the song because of copyright YouTube reasons, right? <laughs> then what are we doing? Yeah. So, well. <laughs> and, and, uh, no, but then there's all those nights when you've got no lights, the check is in the mail, and your little angel hung up the cat by its tail, and your third fiance didn't show. That's it's the like, extra. Those are extra. Yeah, those are the extra. Oh, cool. then, check yeah. is in the mail. Right, and then roll out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead, the morning's looking bright, and your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write, and your husband wants to be a girl. I think you and I have become songwriters. Wait, wait, rewind. Yeah. And your what husband wants to be line? a girl. Yes. So, oh. so sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and all your troubles are, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right? If roll out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead, the morning's looking bright, and your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write, and your husband wants to be a girl. Be glad there's one place in the world where everybody. And that bar, here. the Bull and the Finch in Boston, shut yeah. down last year. Little, really? Did little it? known fact, my stat of the day as we wrap. Really? What was yeah, it? Yeah, it shut down. The bar that Cheers was based oh, on. Oh, it shut down? Yeah, they shut it down. COVID. So, wow. COVID, yeah. COVID, yeah. COVID. All right. Well, thanks for entertaining me looking up the lyrics of Cheers. But <laughs> <laughs> until next week. Until next week. Um, thank you very much, gentlemen, for coming in once oh, again. Always, so, always it, an honor. It's, it's yeah. really always a pleasure. Thank you for, um, you know, Drinking a couple of got our plugs in. Did we get our plugs in? No, we didn't. Uh, so I'm going yeah, to say that we're going to thank. No, no. Uh, we're going to yeah, thank. We'll be out of here in a half hour now. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to thank Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge for uh, being the headline sponsor of our show. And if you're in the market for a new truck or vehicle, you know you want a Jeep, you want a Dodge, you want a Ram, you know you want one of those new SRV T Hellcats or something like that. They got all that over at Joey Cardi. Um, if you're thirsty, you go grab a drink from our good friends at Papa's. Um, they just released the sherry cask not too long ago. And I want to just make sure everybody realizes that one of the unique things about Papa's Pilar is that normally the rum is housed in bourbon casks, but this sherry cask is a very special edition that is housed in and casks. And if sherry. you mention Paul Castronovo at the distillery in Key West, you get the free tour. They give you the, you get to do the whole rum tour for free. Really? I imagine Paul Verona gets it too, right? I need that. You get the talk. same deal? Yeah, plus we give him a free bottle of rum, so I went up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, you're yeah. going to get killed, dude. <laughs> right. And you get a shirt. No, no, Since this is like the closing I got to go. I, I want to hear about your Connected by Water sushi roll. And that's coming up next, isn't it? I have the Connected by Water sushi okay. menu at the uh, Papa's Raw Bar. Oh, I got one here. Right? I, so I, so I, you, I you got the roll. I, I got, got the whole damn menu, all right? so I got Paulie's Pokey. Is it on the Connected by Water sushi menu? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, All right, it is. Now, here's the part where he closed it. This is like a Sunday service at a church or something. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, do that thing. Here we go. Your it, ego, gets, it gets really zen-like with this okay. one. Your ego is not your amigo. <laughs> oh, wow. Always Ooh. do your best and then just let God do the rest. Now, is it right. time to accept Holy it. Communion? Yes, it is. It is. Uh, we just did our church announcement. Can you announcements. help an old altar boy, Father? My, my exorcist moment. Can you help an old altar boy? And don't ever forget that no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we're always connected by water. Another awesome one. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. George Romo. Paul. They're not booing. They're saying George. I thought they were saying Paul. They're saying Ringo. <laughs>